Good evening, good evening, and I'll say it again, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, with our co-host this evening, as always, the one and only fantastical, Michelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. She may be a little tied up right now, but she is here. Um, she's going. She's actually helping us out as always again this evening, and we are truly honored this evening to have our the one and only Elder Erica J. Stanley, pastor of Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries. In the greater Baltimore area, this lady is truly an awesome lady. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Can you hear us? Yes, I was trying to let you know that I think I was muted, but... (laughs) I apologize. You hear me. I think that's the question. Welcome back to to the show. And your, your, your girlfriend on here tonight. The one and only again, Elder Erica J. Stanley, someone you've known for a while. We've been trying to get her on here for the past few years, and I twisted her arm the other day, said you got to be here tonight today. So welcome to the show, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good, good, good. Um, you know, we've been trying to get her, but we got her now. This lady is one of the greatest ladies I've ever known in the Baltimore area. But as always, before we get started, if you have any questions or comments, please press the number one on your phone, and you will be put in our queue normally at the halfway mark. We will have a break give, you know, from our sponsors, have a song, and then we'll come on with questions and answers if you have any. And as always, we will start off with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants. Lord, thank you, Lord, for lying down last night. Lord, thank you, Lord, for Waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for grace and mercy, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this great lady who is doing marvelous and wonderful things on Bel Air Road in the Bel Air Edison community, Lord. She's all over the place, but she always gives glory and honor to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for her coming and just, you know, we're humbled to have her on Man in the Mirror, Lord. Continue to bless her. Bless her ministry, Lord. Bless Bless her flock, Lord. And bless our callers who are calling in tonight, Lord. Bless those who have been listening to, to Man in the Mirror, Lord. Continue to bless us as we just do what you have us to do, you know, because this is a show that goes real people, real stories, real overcomers. Continue to bless those who come on this show, Lord, and continue to bless those who listen. We will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A little about- Amen. A little bit about Elder Erica J. Stanley, born in Boston, Massachusetts, is the oldest of three siblings. She is the mother of one son, Jamari Stanley Jones, and two spiritual daughters, Kiev and Kelesha, K.K. Williams, and has been a faithful worker of the kingdom since her conversion. In 2005, Elder Stanley received her degree in biblical studies from Bethel Seminary School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Elder Stanley works in the kingdom of works in the kingdom of God 
stretches from Boston, Massachusetts, to Baltimore, Maryland, currently residing in Maryland. She serves as Church of the Lord's Harvest in Laurel, Maryland, under the leadership of Bishop J. Smith II. Elder Stanley, uh, Stanley's fundamental belief is that every person she, she comes in contact with is a candidate or soul to be one for the kingdom of God. And with that said, welcome again, Pastor Stanley, to Man in the Mirror. I'm ready to call you Dr. Pastor Elder. You know, one of those that they all fit you. But welcome to Man in the Mirror. And, you know, we know you were born in Boston, Massachusetts. You got to Philadelphia. You got to Baltimore via Boston, via Philadelphia, via Baltimore. So that's three state, three states that you had to go through to end up in the Baltimore area. So again, tell us your story, because like I say, this story is a, this. I show is about real people, real stories, real overcomers. Because when people look at people, people look at us. You know, people look at me. People look at you. What they see is they see you where you're at now. But they didn't. They haven't seen you where you started, what you went through to get to where you're at. So, with that said, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you're going to tell us your story from how did you got from Boston, Massachusetts, all the way to Baltimore, Maryland, through Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, thank you, Hezekiah. Thank you for allowing me to um, be on the show. Um, It is such an honor and such a privilege to be here, um, especially because we never know how God um, will have us cross paths, and uh, we happen to cross paths one day. And so um, we just never know what the end or the expected end is going to be. Only God can know. And so I really, really thank God for allowing us to one to be here together, and then two, you know, um, doing God's work, you know, doing a great work um, in the Baltimore area, and hopefully, hopefully to re- uh, reach other domains and other places where um, the Word of God and radio will reach people. We never know where people may need their that last hope, and um, so. I really thank God for this platform. Well, I am Erica Jacqueline Stanley, and um, I was born to uh, Nadine Stanley and uh, Vincent Stanley. And I grew up in uh, Dorchester, Massachusetts, and with my two sisters, LaKeever and Tanya. And, um, you know, we lived in a, a, a nice neighborhood, and I didn't realize how good we had it until we started looking around and seeing other people and um, how they lived and what they didn't have as much as I had. Um, I grew up in a home that was loved. Um, My parents were very young. My mother was 16 when she had me, so um, she was a young uh, teenager but didn't have much of a life of of being a teenager because she had to be a mom real quick. And so I really thank God that she chose to be my mom, but at the same time, she finished school, she went to business school, and she still raised her children. And so I, um, being the oldest, um, sometimes you receive more pressure 
than the baby or the middle child. But for me, as as being the oldest in our household, I felt, uh, you know, being very pressured. Um, grew up, we, we went to church. You know, some people would say that, uh, you know, people go to church on Easter, Mother's Day, and maybe Christmas or maybe a Thanksgiving service. So, you know, that's, that was our uh, growing up in church. Um, I knew of the Lord, but I didn't know the Lord. I um, went to uh, Kingdom Hall one day with my father. He decided that he, he's going to be a Jehovah Witness, and he tried to go. He brought me, and um, when I left that day, they gave me this book, which was had cartoon characters and things of that nature, and I started reading it. When I got home, I think I was about nine years old, nine or ten years old, and it began to talk about Mother Nature. So um, as I was reading, you know, this book, which symbols the, as the Bible, um, I started praying to Mother Nature. I didn't know God. I didn't know that he even exists, but I knew there was some things that was going on in my life, and I just started saying, oh, okay, let me pray to this Mother Nature. Well, when you're honest and you're earnestly uh, praying, you know, some things became uh, uh, answered to me. And uh, I didn't really go back to the Kingdom Hall, but I just still had this book and I kept reading this book until I became like a teenager and we started going to church with our grandmother, and um, which was uh, St. John Missionary Baptist Church. And that was okay. We went to the choir but there was no salvation. Um, I went to a church called uh, Manny's Temple, um, Holiness of Love, and um, I remember going there, and there was a preacher there that talked about that Jesus loved you. And um, at the age of 19, I was uh, sitting there in in this church and really listening to this message talking about Jesus loves me. Now, it's so crazy that uh, Jesus would love me because at that same time I was homeless, sitting in the church and hearing this message saying that Jesus loves you but you're homeless. And um, I remember the message was so great that I gave my life to the Lord and then was my conversion and I began to uh, seek after uh, this man named Jesus. And um you know, prior to my conversion, I was doing all kinds of things, smoking marijuana, you know, getting high, cutting school, doing everything that I wanted to do. Um, so I needed saving. And even at the time of my conversion and confession, I was I um, found that I was pregnant, homeless, pregnant, and, and needed saving. You know, didn't know how I was going to survive. Um, I remember being pregnant and uh, going to the doctors, and the, and the nurse said, you know, you know, it was, it was typical for black uh, women um, at that time, you know, so what are you going to do? Are you going to have an abortion? And abortion never came into my mind. I wasn't, I didn't give my life to Christ all, you know, I was I was still new um, in my conversion, but I gave my life to Christ, but I, was, I knew abortion wasn't the answer. So I uh, looked at this woman and I said, no, I, I will not abort my baby. I don't know how we're going to survive, but I will not abort my baby. And so I ended up, um, you know, uh, being this uh, teenage mother, um, I had my son Jamari at a young age, at 19, 
and I got married um, at 20. And um, and I loved the fact that um, I had this young baby because I really felt that this this uh, pure uh, young faith and this young baby can love you unconditionally. You never realize how much love you have until you really have a child and that child really loves you no matter what mistakes you make, no matter uh, wh- what things happen in your life or what you do. Uh, one of the things that I know is that children always love their parents, and um, whether their parents are good or bad, and um, and so I I began to um, I got married at a young age, um, didn't know what marriage was about, um, didn't understand marriage in the church. You know they say okay if you're living with this man you can't live with a man and go to church and serve God you're shacking up. So I didn't even know what shacking up meant. So I had to go and look in the dictionary and say, oh, my God, you know, I'm shacking up. And so the answer <laughs> um, from the church is like, okay, you got to get married. Either you leave that house or you got to get married. And, mm. and me being really young and naive, I got married. Didn't understand what marriage was all about, but I knew that I had – Gave my life to Christ. I didn't want to feel uncomfortable or in this place where I disappointed God, especially after knowing that He came to save me. And so I went ahead and I got married because I had circumstances before I got married. I had homelessness. I had a pregnancy. I didn't have a lot of money. I um, was um, away from my family. My um, family had took and moved to another city. I stayed in in the city of Boston, so there was nothing for me to ha- be supportive. But you know, here's the answer: get married. So we got married, and um, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. And I remember being married and torn, stating that, okay, I'm in the church. I love God, and God loves me. But then I read the verse that says that God hates divorce. So I'm torn. And and I don't know whether or not to stay in this marriage that is not right for me, unhealthy for me, or or do I do is there some grace that God's gonna give me because I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and, and you know, sometimes we get married and we're we're naive. We don't have enough knowledge. We don't have enough information to make a proper choice. But we go off our of emotions and we get involved with people, wrong place, wrong time. But don't have um, uh, those uh, people that are older or have the knowledge to have the guts or the courage to say to us, you know what? That's you need to wait. You you need not to get in that relationship right now. And so um, being, um, to go through those things in life, um, uh, being young and being married and then being divorced and then being a single mom at the same time, um, you, you have those struggles. But I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because it made me wiser, it made me stronger, um, it made me a great mom. Um, of course, as a mom, I made such a lot of mistakes. You know, um, when you've had such a rough life and you uh, convert or you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, it is so important that you have such a support system or a um, community 
of people who are really for you and in your corner. When you don't have that, you tend to lean into your own understanding. <laughs> and so you're thinking in all your ways that you have acknowledged him and he will direct your path. But when you are leaning into your own understanding, um, you may think it's God and it's not God. As a mom, I made lots of mistakes. Um, I remember asking God and praying to God, God, you know, I need a manual. Where, where is the manual to be a parent? Because, you know, you, you didn't prepare me for this. And, um, you know, as I begin to pray and ask God, teach me how to be uh, Jamari's mom. Teach me how to build relationship. Uh, you know, um, because now you have this child, you're in the middle of a divorce, you're being a single mom again, and there's a lot of things that's going on that adults make that they don't realize that affects children. And so um, growing up in my uh, younger age, in my conversion, I thank God that he saved me, but thank God for wisdom and knowledge along the way. And, um, you know, going through uh, the divorce and still standing and still um, praying and being before the Lord and allowing the Lord to come and do a healing um, in my life has just been phenomenal. And one of the things I can say is that, um, you know, with my son, we had our differences. But even within our differences, um, God has blessed us to have such a, a, a strong bond and um, such healing has taken place both for himself and myself um, it, it, as we have grown together. And I, I just love the, what God is doing in his life as a young man and as an adult, um, you know, going through uh, a single household parent, you know, had a, had both parents and then single household parent, um, and then you're, you're, the children are really torn. And sometimes we're in um, places in church or places, you know, and sometimes it's religion and outside of the church, um, we never talk about those things. We never talk about the deep-seated things that goes on in the household. Um, we come to church, we put our church faces on, and we ask the person, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. But in the inside of you, there is um, a war. There's a war. Sometimes you wish you could just come to church and just scream and say, hey, I'm not doing well today. You might think they're a psychopath. <laughs> that girl's crazy. <laughs> but, you you know, if you really told people the truth of what you're going through or, or, or what's going on, maybe we can pray for real. Maybe we can pray for the real thing, you know, um, not, you know, taking off that mask, being who we are, um, you know, uh, one time my, my bishop had preached that, you know, uh, the the saints are schizophrenic, <laughs> you know. They're one way on this Sunday, and when they go home, they're another way. And so, you know, we um, the journey has been uh, tough. I, I left uh, Massachusetts in the year 2000, and um, I moved to Philadelphia with my son, and um we, you know, we we went there. Um, I went to help this church with a mission, and the founder of the mission had passed away. And I can remember being so lost, and remember God saying for me to come to Philadelphia. 
Well, at that time going to Philadelphia, I did not know that I would experience five deaths in a month apart in a row. My cousin died. Mm. Wow. My my aunt died. Um, my cousin killed himself. Mm. Um, my uncle was found dead. And then the next person that was dead was my grandmother who helped raise me. And I didn't know at the time when I moved to Philadelphia that I was clinically depressed. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go outside. I wouldn't open the shades. And I couldn't call for help. But at the same time, I had this young boy in this house who kind of knew I was depressed but didn't want to leave his mother. So I, it was it was, it was was a real uh, tough time um, in Philadelphia. And I call Philadelphia my wilderness. You know, um, but that's in the wilderness is really where I met God because there was no one else I could depend on. I couldn't call my mother. I couldn't call my father. I couldn't call anybody else. I couldn't call the saints of friends. But I really had to call on Jesus in the place of my wilderness, and it was only him that delivered me um, from depression because my grandmother, um, who who loved me, and, and it, it, we were all like family. It was My aunt is six years older than me. We all grew up in the household together. So my grandmother was pretty much my, my matriarch. Um, I went to do everything with my grandmother, but now she's gone. And so I was clinically depressed, and I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't even know where to turn to for help. But I began to, um, I met a a, uh, a pastor and his family um uh, Pastor James Judon at the time Now he's Apostle James Judon at the time And they began to Take myself and Jamari As their family um, I remember Bishop Judon Coming to my house one day My shades was dark My house was dark And he came to check on me To see if I was alright And I, w- I realized that my end wasn't over. At that time, I thought of many times taking my life. But what would happen to my son? What would happen to him? And so I remember um, hearing the messages of Bishop Judon, and he's been pushing me, and and we would go to his home at my uh, Pentecostal Holiness Church, and the Word of God was preached, and the Holy Spirit was released. And I began to get strength. I um, got so much strength that, you know, um, my son graduated uh, middle school, went back to Boston, and then I moved to Maryland. And Maryland was after my wilderness experience. So I'm here in Maryland. And uh, went to a church called... um, Church of the Lord's Harvest under um, Pastor Stephen um, J. Smith, and um, just a phenomenal ministry. The Holy Spirit poured out. Um, the Word was preached. And, you know, anytime you've gone through a, a cycle of life, because life is a cycle, a, circle, a cycle of life, yes, um, you know, you begin to find yourself again. And um, and that's what happened with me. I began to find myself again. Um, I began to um, uh, 
gain strength in the word of God and begin to get my focus just with God. And so at the same time I was I was I went to the Church of the Lord's Harvest in, in Maryland, but I was still living in Philadelphia. So for two years I traveled back and forth from uh, Philadelphia to Maryland and I didn't have a car. And I said to the Lord, Lord, if this is you, uh, you need to make a way because, you know, taking a bus ain't fun. <laughs> you know, going from uh, Philadelphia to Maryland, and, and every weekend the Lord had made a way. He would use people to either pick me up from Philadelphia to bring me to Maryland, or um, he would just give me coupons in the in the mail. And, you know, God is phenomenal. And so as as I continued to stay focused on God, you know, God made promises to me, and he said that, you know, if you be obedient, I will bless you. And so our obedience, you know, our obedience will cause uh, God to really bless us. And the other thing that I've learned in this traveling and in this journey is uh, forgiveness. You see, sometimes mm-hmm. we, um, I call it a repeat offender. Sometimes we repeat what, we, what we've been taught or what, how we've been raised. And we pass that on to our children because we think this is just how it is because we've been raised this way. And so what I realized is that God was uh, taking me away from my family to break some things off. See, we have some generational curses that we've been growing up in, and but we naturally pass them on because we don't know any better. We don't think it's, it's, it's a curse until you start reading the Word of God and God, through the Holy Spirit, starts showing you those things are not supposed to be um, passed on to your generation. There's some things you got to denounce and decree, and you got to break those things off. Remember, you got a child that's here, but then there's going to be grandchildren that's coming, so you got to denounce those curses. And some things that um, what we call right from our family members or from our family because what we've grown up in, those things we should not pass on. And so I had to have a new uh, a way of learning. I had to have a new mindset. You know, I had to speak differently. Um, because when you've grown up and someone tells you that you're always going to be stupid, you're not going to be anything, you're not, you start to believe that thing because it's like a recorder. Anytime that's played over and over and over again, it's naturally going to be in your psyche because it's been played to you over and over again. So you got to break those things. And then you got to turn around, and those things that you have broken, you got to encourage and, and be positive with your children so that they don't become the product of what you, what you came, where you came from. The, the um, ministry, um, uh, Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries was born um, over 25 years ago in a dream that the Lord had given me. The Lord gave me a dream and said, you're going to have a ministry called Masterpiece. And I said, well, wow, well, what is that? Because right now I'm divorced and I'm homeless, and where do you find a masterpiece out of homelessness and divorce? Those are two things down, and God, I don't even know what you're really talking about. However, we we don't never know what the end's gonna be with God. All we can do is really trust Amen. Him on the pathway. And so when you trust Him on the pathway, um, remember that's twenty five years ago, Masterpiece was born um October first, two thousand and ten. 
And so here it is, Masterpiece is here. It started on Belvedere and Park Heights. The Lord told me that there are sheep that have not come into his fold. And he asked me what I feed his sheep. Thought he meant just going out and vandalize because I love talking to people about Jesus Christ. I love, you know, having them giving their life to the Lord, and I love the thought that I could, um, you know, take them to church and minister with them and strengthen them and empower them. I love that. But I didn't know that God was calling me to pastor. It's one of the things I didn't want to do because who wants to? That's too much responsibility, too much accountability. I like being free. Anybody knows me, I love to be a butterfly. I love to go fly here. I love to fly there. I love to fly everywhere. I just don't like to be still. And being a pastor requires you to be still, to to kind of be home all the time. And so I realized that when we were um, at Park Heights in um, Belvedere, we uh, ministered to souls there, and um, we set up, the Lord said, set up right in front of the liquor store. And so I got a bunch of people, and I said, well, if they're going to get a drink of water, they might as well get a, a, a drink of water that they'll never thirst again. And so had some friends. I said, come on, we're going to make some sandwiches. They asked me, have I done this before? Not here in front of this liquor store, but we're going to get out here. We're going to minister to souls. And so we kept doing it until people started following us. And then we realized that we don't have a place to, to send them. I mean, we, we could send them to this church or that church, um, but they didn't want to go to that church. They wanted to follow us. And so I said, well, Lord, now we need a place. We need a place to bring people. And so we ended up getting a community hall, a community room up in Park Heights, at, um, semester apartments, and we started the ministry there. And from there we grew, we went to uh, East Baltimore on Lochner Road, and then from Lochner Road we went to 4443 Bel Air Road where God has blessed us with the bowling alley. And so um, we're still making uh, uh, ways where we're ministering to people and 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 have a heart for people. Um, one of the things I, I, I teach about is that when we're in leadership, we must continue um, to have compassion for people. When we lose our compassion for people, we need to get out the position. Mm. You know, some people want to be in positions for 25 years, but but your attitude is mean. Your attitude is nasty. You know, um, we we have to have compassion, and we sometimes we have to remember when we were on the other side of the death. You know, when we wanted someone to have compassion on us. And um, I work as a um, director for um, um, permanent housing and um, make sure that, you know, people who are chronically homeless have stable housing. And and sometimes, you know, some people come before you, they're not honest, but, um, you know, they're they're just really crying for help. And you really have to have a, a passion for people when they're crying for help. I mean, even Jesus looked at um you know people who were hungry and and had compassion for them and say, "Hey, look, we gotta feed them and so um one of the things i I drive with our ministry is that we work together and we work together with the community um we I'm a a resident uh market leader for Bella Edison Neighborhood Institute um I, I graduated from the academy in two thousand and fifteen. 
and it was really, really great. Um, I remember when the Lord showed us and told us to go move to uh, 4443 Bel Air Road, um, 2014. And I said, well, God, you've given us all this space, and what do we do? I remember the scripture when he says to cast your net on the other side. You know, sometimes you can toil all night and don't catch any fish. But then wisdom kicks in and says, hey, you got to catch your net on the other side. Hey, there's so many, so much fish that you're going to need some help pulling this in. And so uh, what we've done is we opened up our ministry to other um, parallel ministries to use, like Sister Circle Unbroken and Mifau and, you know, different other ministries, um, Solopreneur, they all use the building because no ministry should be homeless, but we should help the homeless. And so there's this idea that we want to show the community that kingdom is still effective and it works. We can be uh, different, have different ministries and and be on one accord and work together. Um, One of the things I continue to, uh, my force and the reason why I drive into our community is because the community has to learn to trust the church again. Because the church has not always been faithful. And so in redeeming ourselves, um, we have to get back out there. We have to know the mom and pops. We have to build relationship, and we can't be afraid to build relationship. Yes, they may be a, a, a tear, you know, and we may be a weed, but we have to grow together and let the Lord do the separating. Um, you can't touch hearts if you don't get to the heart. And so um, uh-huh. we're making a, a headway to the community. We're we're um, the face of the community. I, you know, our church is in the community. Um, there's stores in the community. There's, there's a neighbor in the community. Uh, one of the things of the scripture that I love um, that the Lord had, you know, given us uh, was in Mark. You know, it says that um, the second the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment mm-hmm. uh, greater than these, and that's Mark twelve and thirty one. So we gotta continue to. First of all, you can't do any outreach until you do inreach. You can't do outreach mm-hmm. until you do inreach. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. So you gotta figure out. Wait a minute. Uh, you gotta get you together. You gotta start loving you. You got to start taking some time, and, and, and you know, sometimes uh, we got to take that stuff or those other conversations that's going on in our heads that we think is okay. And so, you know, you got to take that time. You got to love yourself, and then you can love your neighbor. But what I realize is that we don't love ourselves, so we certainly can't love our neighbor. You know, and I'm it a, says that, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm going to stop you right there because I think we need to go to break. But I wanted to also say uh, to any of the listeners that want to ask uh, Pastor Stanley a question directly, make a comment or whatever about um, what she's talking about with tonight's show, you can call in at 917-889-2271. I'll let Hezekiah decide if he's good, because I'm, I'm listening and I know the audience is listening intently because you have a lot to say. And honestly, I'm going to say right now that we need to uh, do show number two. 
<laughs> we need to do another show because, you know, some of the things that you're going into, it certainly even deserves more conversation than what we can even do in this hour. And you have said so much in this little bit of time. It's amazing. But I wanted to let the guests know that if they wanted to ask your question or comment on what you have said tonight, that they can call in 917-889-2271. And Hezekiah, I'm, I'm going to let you decide and press the number one on your uh, keypad, and then you will be put in the queue for a question. If you call in, press the number one on your keypad, and you'll be put in the queue to uh, to speak with our wonderful guest this evening. And Hezekiah, I will let you decide what you're doing with that, but I wanted to make sure the guest knew to call in. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, I say good good minds think alike, so you act like you know me, but anywho, yes, we will take a short break, and I think we will have to do a show number two, because I actually write down everything that she said, and I'm running out of paper and space, I mean, you know, this may be my, my second book, who knows, but she needs to write a book as well, hint, hint, but, any, um, but anyway... We're going to take a short break, but we're going to have a couple notes from our supporters. Music instruction for all learners where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 and set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.leafstyleinc.org. Please join me, Style Inc., as we're hosting our second annual dinner recital fundraising beginning being held at, oh, look, it's being hosted by Masterpiece Community Connection Ministries <laughs> on 4443 Bel Road, 21206, December 9th, 2017. Again, from 4 to 6, it's a dinner music, and you're going to hear how hard our students have been working. Ticket prices are for adults at $35. Children under 12 and college students are $20. For more information, please visit our Eventbrite page located on our website. Coming soon, the remake and rebranding of my first novel, Rediscovering Kai. Two years ago around this time, I redid the ebook. Well, now... We're letting Tashina Davis of Purposely Creative Publishing redo the paperback, and you're going to love it as much as I as I do. But the first to go to the new branding page, and I'm be the first to go to our new branding page that I'm creating and put in for your autographed copy of the book. Trust me, you're going to want to get a copy of the book that you won't be able to put down. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Kirby chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on their Facebook page at Kirby Boss Project. And now this is the song that is actually meant for today's host, today's guest, because it's a song that we all will remember that he is a way maker. Mm-hmm. 
working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in a mist. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. We make a miracle walker, promise keeper, light and the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle walker, promise keeper, light and the darkness, my God, that is
just like the prodigal son, he he was messed up, but he went back and said, would you forgive me? And he'll forgive it because we all have, you know, we all quick, we all do things quickly and don't understand the circumstances or consequences that will happen. So I don't want people to think, well, he hates marriage and, you know, we got to go through. And um, like I said, we're going to have another show. But, you know, when a pastor say, well, you know, you shacking up, and then they say, well, get married. Well, that may not always be the correct answer, you know, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, you want them to be married. But that may not always be the correct answer. And a pastor, I'm sorry, I just have to keep it real. Sometimes you have to, you know, go to God first and let God guide you because that's the first thing they want to say. They shacking up. Okay. But. Is that what, you know, it has to be what God wanted, not what the church wants. It got to be what God wants. Yes, you know, the Bible says, you know, marry, but, you know, it depends on the situation. Because many times we get married for the wrong reason, and then later on down the line, we like, we wish we shouldn't have, or we wish we can change it. But again, yeah. you know, I understand Amen. you say, you, you know, <laughs> you, 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 he hates divorce. We all know that. But guess what? He is, he's like, you already mentioned, our kids can do whatever they want. They can get on our last living nerves, but that will not stop us from loving them. And that's how God is. Because we, you know, he, we hate some of the things our kids do. Do we stop loving them? No. And that's how God is. You know, he may hate it, but he will forgive mm-hmm. it. But I just wanted to throw that in there. But, Michelle, you do have a special guest that actually wants to. We, we, have a, we have pastor. a caller. We have a caller who is on the line and uh, is waiting with bated breath to speak with, with Pastor Stanley. Uh, caller ending in number 1201. Again, caller ending, your phone number ending in 1201. You are live on The Man in the Mirror. Welcome to the show. Uh-oh. Okay, Hezekiah, you might want to see if you can Got get it. it I'm that, on it. I don't there we go. All right. Can y'all hear me now? We have them. Okay, good stuff. Praise God. First of all, I appreciate you guys hosting a truly, truly strong woman of God. And I can relate to her because we are blood related. How you doing, my cousin? Hi. um, For those who don't know, this is Kevin Stanley. I'm the oldest of all the uh, nieces and nephews. My uncle, this is Stanley. See, this is Stanley. I am the oldest. But I am truly, truly blessed to be having the honor to speak about my. loving cousin who has definitely endured uh, a lot in her life, but she allowed God to take her to places that people were unseen for her to be. I'm going to be short and brief. First of all, Erica, I love you, regardless of our distance between each other or on the miles, but I've always kept you in prayer, you and the family, and I continue to do that. And I love you. And I thank God for what you're doing for the community, for your family, uh, and for people that 
you are touching that you don't know of, but you are touching people uh, indirectly. Uh, and as you are speaking, I uh, pulled up a, uh, a scripture, Acts 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 42, and I'm going to read it to 3 uh, as well. But I'm going to just pick a scripture, and it was uh, 3 and 42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayers. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. I'm going to jump over real quick to Acts 3 and verse 19. And she talked about uh, her transition. Uh, It says, repent then and then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away then times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the times come of God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Cousin, I say to you, keep doing what you're doing. Keep your eyes turned on God. And you just keep focused, and he will surely continue to bless you and continue to take you through all the things uh, that you have endured, but it'll just make you stronger. Uh, as my old saying, in all you're getting, you get understanding as long as you lean on God, because he will never leave you or forsake you, and I love you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you calling and and the scripture. It's amazing because I have that same scripture on my paper. <laughs> and so thank you so much uh, Especially for the one accord And um, you know Just being an encourager and a light um, I, I thank God for you as, as a family member Because sometimes when you're in the ministry Sometimes the, the less support Is the family to get behind you But when you got family And they're pushing And we're pushing together um, you may be in Virginia and I may be here, but we're pushing together under one father. And so I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. I thank you for that. I really thank you. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. I want to let you get it back to your teacher because I'm taking some, to- some notes just like these young ladies and men on the line too. So I'm taking some copious notes. <laughs> thank you. Well, we thank um, you one all of the things for calling I in. To- Go ahead. Now, one of the things I wanted to say, um, you made a comment um, regarding, um, you know, divorce. Um, This is why uh, godly counsel is important before you even say I do. Um, You know, getting um, the right teachers and the right uh, leaders before you um, to make sure that you don't be in uh, go down in a path of unrighteousness. Um, yes, you know God does forgive, and thank God for the power of forgiveness. And that's why I say, um, along the journey, you have to have forgiveness um, in order to, um, you know, to be forgiven. You have to forgive, and um, I love the fact that you know God allows um, to have a U-turn. <laughs> you know, he allows us to have a U-turn, and and 
thank God that we don't have to keep going down that dead end street, but he does allow us to turn around and, and, and go another direction. Amen, amen, amen. We're winding down to literally our last three minutes of the show, but it's been a beautiful show. Any closing yeah. comments? Because, again, Pastor, we're definitely going to have to have you back for part two. Absolutely. You know, but <laughs> any closing comments, Michelle? Uh, I wanted to put something out there for those of you who are shacking. There's more than one choice that can be made. You don't have to get married. Somebody can move out. Hallelujah and amen. <laughs> amen. 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 That way to shoot straight from the hip. You know, but, you know, and she's right. That, so. You know, hey, it's more than one choice. But um, Right. Right. <laughs> but I wanted to say to you, to you Erica, as, you know, a, a sister in Christ and a woman of God and a friend, I just love you dearly. I really wish we had like three hours. We we need to have a whole conference. (laughs) (laughs) You you gave out so much meat in 30 minutes. I I couldn't believe it. And so it's so so many points that we didn't even really touch on long enough that I know you have a word on it. You could already tell that just by the comment that you comments that you made about the things you were saying. So, you know, I definitely would love to have you back. I'm I'm thinking about doing another panel because um, you know, for those of you who look at our listen to our archive, Erica was on a on a women's panel, um, you know, prior to this, but this is her first time as the the show being solely, you know, with her as our guest. But I'm looking forward to show number two, possibly three, and also another panel discussion with you. I just want to put that out there. Amen. 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 And I, I, guess, I, I just want I to say that's... I really thank you for that. Amen. I guess that's another hint, hint, hint. The biggest hint I've ever heard. But... Yeah. But anyway, I'd like to thank all of you, you know, who have been listening and talking to our guests this night, and especially, I guess, you know, the cousin, you know, one of the oldest cousins. I ain't going to forget that. He told me I'm one of the oldest cousins, so okay, so I had to make sure who he was. But we yeah, truly enjoyed yeah. our interview with Pastor Stanley. I don't even have to say this because she has always been a great supporter, but as always, Pastor Stanley is now part of our man. She's officially part of our man and the Mara family. I will tell you, as Michelle said, um, before break, the shows are on archive. You can go to Man in the Mirror. Um, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror and listen to our shows. We are over three years old now. We have over 150 episodes. Um, when we get to our 200th episode, we will definitely have another celebration because that's a milestone. Every 100 episodes is a milestone. And we just, again, want to thank all of you who have been listening in tonight and supporting um, Elder Erica Jacqueline Stanley, pastor of Masterpiece Community Community Connections Ministry. Um, 
And that's about it. If you have any more questions, you can go to our Facebook page. You know, you can always put some stuff there. Her information is on the event page tonight. Um, with that said, Pastor, we love you. Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, this Thank is Hezekiah Elmer signing off. Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to just mention that um, Masterpiece Community Connection Ministry has the um, Trot the Trail, um, the Heron Run Park. It's on November 19th at um, 8 o'clock a.m. It's with Bella Edison Neighborhood Institute, and um, it's, it's at the Heron Run Park. We are, uh, people are donating food, canned goods, and food for our Thanksgiving basket. We're giving out 155 baskets this year. So we're going to really need you to look on the website and uh, register and donate food. We cannot give enough food to people. People are in need. And so if we do this together, everyone's how everyone can eat. And so um, I just really want to say thank you so much. And um, it's about the community. It's really about uh, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Well, I yeah. can't follow up on that, but with that said, this is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and as always, we'll see you at the Mirror. <laughs>